Are you tired of undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking? Well, I have some good news for you. I put together a free course for women web designers who want to make more money without overworking. Just go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash free course or click on the link in the show notes of this episode to get instant access. And since you love podcasts, when you sign up, you'll have the option to get the entire free course instantly in a podcast feed so that you can listen on the go. So if it feels like you've been working 24-7 but not making as much as you want, go get that free course right now at webdesigneracademy.com forward slash free course. Welcome to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast, where we're all about helping extraordinary web designers like you to stop undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking, and finally create the profitable, sustainable, and scalable web design business you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of the Web Designer Academy, where we teach the business side of running a web design business. So if you want to make a consistent full-time income as a web designer, but you're struggling with things like pricing and boundaries and mindset and marketing, and you're just tired of going it alone, well, my friend, you're in the right place. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. I am so excited to be in your earbuds today because today I have Paige Brunton with us. And this is a conversation that I have been so excited to have. Paige is the premier Squarespace web design expert, and she has helped over 4,000 students in her two popular online courses to build both Squarespace sites and Squarespace web design businesses. So Paige, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Can you share a little bit more with our listeners about you and what you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Shannon. I am absolutely honored and thrilled that you invited me. So yeah, my name is Paige. I started a web design business quite a few years ago, a little bit out of necessity. So I met a very charming German guy um, in college and in a bar and then followed him across the ocean to Germany. And realized when I got to Germany, I had no job options. So I needed to find a way to work online. And so I chose, well, I built a travel blog before. That was the extent of my website building experience. But I was like, this is my best bet. So yeah, I decided to become a website designer, completely self-taught, learned all the things the very, very hard way. And so what I do mostly these days is I help other people to start their web design businesses with much less trial and error than I went through. (laughs) I am right there with you in terms of like learning everything the hard way, being completely self-taught and all the things. So I want to kind of go back to those early days when you're like, okay, I'm going to be a website designer. How did you get your first client? Mm, Yeah, great question. I actually started this little like web design side hustle while I was still in university. So I had less than no time. I also, I genuinely had no idea how to market myself and find clients. So believe me, I was Googling how to find clients as a web designer. And so I realized like, it'd be great if I could come up and Google for Squarespace website designer, but that's a long, hard road to get there. And I was like, I don't have time to be blogging consistently. I was doing a master's degree. So I was like, you know what? Etsy. Etsy would be good because there's less people on there. And so therefore, I could come up in the search results easier. So Etsy was where I listed my services at the very beginning and then where I got my first couple clients. From there, a web design agency 
they were looking for website designers. They saw some of my work on Etsy and they were like, oh, she seems to know what she's doing. So they got in touch with me and they started feeding me projects, which was very nice, except for the fact that I made a fraction of the total, like what the client was actually paying and the timelines were really annoying and the projects weren't necessarily what I would call like ideal client. Like I literally built a website for a retirement home once. Like it wasn't the most exciting work in the world. (laughs) So my very first foray finding my own clients was Etsy. Then I found like low pay and not consistent clients. And then also really high Etsy fees. Then I worked for an agency, didn't love the processes, didn't love the pay again. Also the projects, not that exciting. So that was how I was very first getting clients. And again, that was still when I was kind of like side hustling on the side of university. When I moved to Germany, that's when I was like, I'm going to get serious about this. Well, to be honest, I went full-time twice. The first time I failed, the second time I like went at it. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so that's an interesting story if you want to talk about that. But yes, basically, so then the second time when I went full-time properly and stayed full-time for the rest of forever... I chose blogging as my marketing strategy. And that really took the business to the next level and did land me the first place when you Googled Squarespace website designer in Google. So that was kind of like the journey of finding clients. (laughs) I do want to talk about how you failed the first time because I also failed the first time. And yeah, like I, same, I had like an asphalt company as a client, like all of these things that... They kind of happened organically for me, like word of mouth through me saying like, oh, and I build websites on the side for whatever. And then kind of like you, it was just like I wasn't making enough money. Like the timelines were never ending. Like I didn't know how to manage projects or anything like that. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to like wrap up these clients and I'm I'm done with this and I'm just going to like stay at my day job. And then the internet had other plans for me, but <laughs> but I want to hear, yeah, I'd love to hear more about like your journey of like trying it out the first time, like, and mm-hmm. it not working. Because I think that's, that's something important for people to hear. Yeah. I think it's very important for people to hear is that like, people do this thing where they compare themselves to people like five years ahead of them and they're comparing themselves to say us right now. And then they feel awful about themselves. And it's like, don't do that. (laughs) Believe me, we started not here. (laughs) And yeah, I think it's also important for people to hear like, it's not all these people who you see as successful. We're not always just these like, I don't know, wasn't always perfect. So yeah. So I moved to Germany and was like, okay, awesome. I need to make money on the internet somehow. So I'm going to be a website designer. And so I proceeded to spend the next like two weeks in my living room on my laptop 24 seven and Googling every possible way you could land clients and trying all of those things and not doing a single one of them well. And my stress level, it was my mindset that literally killed it. It was like my, in my brain the whole time, it was just like a parade of negative thoughts of like, you're not going to find another client. This isn't going to work. Why would someone hire you? There's so many other better website designers out there. Other people have better portfolios and better work and all these things and amazing celebrity clients and you don't. And so it was just like constant negativity going to my brain. And I just like didn't know how to stop it. <laughs> and so then I was taking a walk with my husband one day. We met uh, a friend of his who just starts speaking German to him. And at that point, I didn't speak. German. So I didn't have a clue what she was saying. And then at some point he was like, Oh, this is my girlfriend. She's from Canada. And then she's like, you're an English speaker. 
she worked at a kindergarten and they needed, it was a bilingual kindergarten. So they needed an English speaker. And they're like, do you have a job? Do you want to start a job like tomorrow? And my husband was like, yes, yes, she does. (laughs) Because at the time it was not going well. It was just me crying in the living room, not knowing how to run this business. So I went and worked at that kindergarten for three months. And that job was a gift. I hated working there with a furious passion. Not only did I hate working there, everyone else hated working there because the staff were constantly sick. Like every single person on the team called in sick, at least out of a 20 person team, five of them were sick every day, which meant you were always understaffed and it was awful. And yeah, so anyways, not a fun workplace. So I did that for three months and just decided, no, like I'm going to give it a second shot. I'm going to do whatever it takes to figure out how to get clients, how to run a business and how to stop these negative parade of thoughts going through my mind and like fix my mindset. So I did a lot of mindset work, read a few really good mindset books. I also took a course at the time. I took B-School from Marie Forleo. It was not web designer specific. So I had to fill in a lot of the you know bits myself and everything, but it did at least give me some general direction of what I should be sitting down and doing every day. And it also helped me nail a marketing strategy, which brings us back to blogging basically. So that's what I chose. And that really worked. It took time, no question. It's not a super fast marketing strategy, but it is a highly effective one. Oh, I love hearing that story. And I can so relate to, (laughs) I can so relate to that because like my journey is similar in that like after I was like, this is not the freedom I was trying to create. This is the exact opposite. I don't know how people do this. I'm wrapping up these fee projects and I'm done. I heard a podcast with Pat Flynn of Smart Mm -hmm. Passive Income. I'm sure everybody in the online business space knows him. And he was talking about like, how he makes affiliate income teaching people how to set up their blog with Bluehost hosting. And I was like, what? I was like, wait, what did I just hear? And in that moment, I was like, wait, you mean to tell me that all these tutorials that I have like read online or videos I've watched or all of these things to learn how to do all the things that I had to learn how to do and all the tools that I've purchased aren't just people out of their kind heart contributing content to the internet. They Mm -hmm. are making money off the back end of this. And I was like, I can do that too. I can do that too. I can teach people how to do it instead of doing it for them. And this is how I'm going to like, you know, replace my day job income and like grow my empire and all of that. And of course, like led me you know, to the Marie Forleo's and the, you know, all of the things. And I never took B school. It was one of the things that I always wanted to do, but I just, it was one of the ones I I did everything else, but not B school. (laughs) Um, And so I created my training, my DIY WordPress training. And I was like, I'm never working with clients ever again. And then people would be like, Shannon, this training is so great. It's very in-depth and comprehensive. I don't really want to do this. Can I just pay you to do it for me? And I was like, (laughs) what? No, I'm teaching you how to do it for free. Why would you ever pay me? Like I had such bad money mindset stuff going on back then that like it was just like what was underneath that is like I didn't think I could charge enough to make it worthwhile Mm -hmm. to work with Mm -hmm. a client. And so one of those people happened to be a business coach and she was like, please just let me talk to you about this because you could charge 
way more than you think you can charge for this. You have the process already. And I was like, okay. And like, I finally started taking clients again and it wasn't perfect. I still had a ton to learn, especially about boundaries and pricing and all of that. But that's kind of how I came back around Mm. to doing web design for clients again was somehow I magically built this no like, and trust through creating content online and showing people everything thing that I knew, which is, I think, very similar to what you did too. And then they're like, I want to hire you. So tell me how your blog like contributed to you getting clients. Mm -hmm. Very conveniently for me, just at the time. So I decided, took B-School, was like, okay, I'm going to blog to get clients. So I just started creating articles, those helpful things that you said on the internet of like, here's how to blah, blah, blah inside of Squarespace. Here's how to change this on your Squarespace site. And here's the things to ask your web designer before you hire them and everything. Or like, here's, I don't know, those sorts of posts was what I was doing. Here's like 10 example inspiration yoga websites built on Squarespace, that sort of stuff. And those things slowly but surely, it was really encouraging because once I actually chose one marketing strategy, and that's what I advise to anyone, choose one, not seven. It's so key. Um, but anyway, so I slowly but surely started to see like traffic increasing to my website. I tracked my statistics every week and I would see like, okay, more traffic than last week. So it was like an encouraging sign that it was going in the right direction. I found the more blog posts I wrote, the more traffic I was getting to the website, the more people in every blog post I would make mention, like, if you want to work together, like, here's my services, I can build your website for you, basically. Which people think is kind of, it doesn't make sense. Because like, well, if you're teaching them how to do it for free, then why would they hire you? And the truth is that, yeah, okay, a huge portion of those people will take that information and go do it themselves. And I'm so happy that I can help those people at a free price point. Because I know when I started my business, I had less than no money. Like I was just out of college. So happy to be helpful to those people. But then another percentage of people who read those posts are like, well, she seems to know what she's doing. So screw it, I'll just hire her to do it. Or like I had a post on how to choose the right Squarespace template brought in a ton of traffic. And then from there, a bunch of people decided to go pick their own template and go do it themselves. A whole bunch of the rest of them got in touch on my inquiry form. We're like, please just build this thing for me. Like I can't even. <laughs> um, they would dip their toe in the water, realize how out of their depth they were, and then just be like, I'm gonna, just going to ask Paige to build it for me. So it took, again, blogging is not a fast marketing strategy necessarily, but it does snowball in growth over time. And so the snowball started building a couple months in, I was getting inquiries, then I was landing those inquiries, booking clients from it. And once I got the first one, it just truly like new inquiry, new inquiry, new inquiry, continued blogging, got more to the point where I did work my way up in Google to be the first actual website designer that appeared when you Googled Squarespace website designer. So before me was Upwork and Squarespace, but then right after that, I was the first actual web designer. And that led to a inquiry a day in my web design business. And I was one person. And so then I realized like, I was considering like, do I become an agency? Do I hire other designers? Do I run a template shop? That was a very typical thing to do. Or a course was also the option. So that was the one which I finally went with was I was like, I'm just going to teach you basically everything which I know about Squarespace, how to make a website, which isn't just cookie cutter and where you drop your content in, but where it looks nothing like the template. And so that was my first course, Square Secrets. And so that's how that came about. But I do want to say when it comes to blogging, second I say, and like both of us said this, like we love blogging. You don't need to blog if you don't want to blog. Like if you don't enjoy creating written format content, don't force yourself into doing it. So many people come to me 
And they're just like, I could not imagine writing. And for me, it brought me joy. But truly what I tell people is like, find the client finding method that brings you joy. I literally created a quiz on that to be like, here's like, answer these questions. I will shoot out the marketing strategy you should do because for, it could be Instagram. It could be speaking. It could be whatever. Like it's different for each person. Blogging works for me and for you, but it doesn't need to be what everyone else listening to this does. I'm so glad you said that because it's like any tactic you choose will work if you focus on it and stick at it and stay consistent with it and don't give up on it right away. I mean, and one of the things that we teach our our students inside our program is like, just be a real human and reach out to people and connect. And that's one of the quickest ways to find your next client. And then once you kind of figure things out, if you do feel called to create content and be creative in that kind of a way, like go for it, find, find the thing that's going to just like you said, that's going to resonate with you and like bring you joy. Like if someone tells me I have to be on TikTok to get clients, that would not bring me joy. I w- I just wouldn't do it. And so, you know, I'd be like, oh, I need a TikTok strategy. And then I'd be learning forever and never actually like making or posting TikToks because I would dread it. That was me on Instagram. I, I had my <laughs> official breakup with Instagram. I actually posted on Instagram a few months ago. I was like, hey, this is the official breakup. I've debated this for years, but like, no, I'm 100% done with Instagram. Like, I don't enjoy being there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I felt it just felt like, especially because web design is a visual thing, it makes sense to be on Instagram because it's a visual platform and everything. And that's where my ideal clients would be because it was like other women in business and that sort yeah. of thing. But I just couldn't get myself to show up there consistently because I just didn't enjoy it. Like my idea of a good time is leaving my phone at home and going out and living my life and not (laughs) having it with me and not being connected all the time and not getting in the like comparison trap or whatever, which I find is very common. So like not being on social media has been great. And I just want to give people the reassurance that also if you don't want to be on Instagram, you also don't need to do that. Like it's not necessary. (laughs) Yeah, you can run a highly successful web design business without being on social media at all. It is absolutely mm-hmm. possible to do that. So your name is synonymous with Square Secrets in my mind. Like I think of Square Secrets, I think of you, I think of you, I think of Square Secrets. So you launched the Square Secrets course teaching people how to build Squarespace sites. When did you add the Square Secrets business aspect onto your training? So pretty quickly, which I did not expect at all, because (laughs) I did not feel qualified to teach people how to run a web design business. So I ran Square Secrets, and then I did Q&A calls with the students. And then very consistently, they all said like, oh, I made this amazing website. I showed it to my friends and family. And they're like, wow, who built that? looks great. And they're like, oh, I did it myself. And then light bulb went off for them as well. Like, this is fun. I wonder if someone would pay me for this. Like, I enjoy doing this. So then they started on these Q&A calls. No one was asking me questions about how to whatever in Squarespace. They were all asking like, so how do you get clients after your friends and family? Like, what do you do about contracts? And what about like payment schedules? And all these questions related to serving clients. And I was like, okay, well, clearly you want to know how I run this business. So, all right, if that's what you want, then I'll, I created Square Secrets Business. And that was like, here is how I run my entire web design business from like start to finish. Here's the things I encourage you to customize for yourself. So that was the one thing, which... I was a bit stumped when I went to go create the course because I was like, well, I don't want to only teach blogging because there's other ways to get clients. But I also don't want to speak about something which I'm awful at and slash or have never done well, like say Instagram, for example. I was like, I should not be teaching you about Instagram, but it is a good option to get clients if that's what you want. 
So then I just asked all my like friends in the web design world and was like, hey, would you mind coming in and talking with me for 30 minutes about like your chosen marketing strategy and how you do it and what the steps would be if someone else wanted to do it and what you learned along the way and everything. So then I got in a bunch of guest experts who then all shared their favorite marketing strategy. So that's how I kind of overcame that little hurdle. But yeah, so Square Secrets business came like six months or so after Square Secrets. Um, and then I very consistently have both those courses for years now. One of the things that jumped out at me when you were talking about like, okay, well, how do I teach the things that like maybe I haven't tried yet or I haven't accomplished yet is to not think that you have to be the only one that knows all the things about all the things to be able to to serve and teach your students. And I think that's one of the things I hear a lot from web designers. They're like, but I don't know enough yet. I don't know everything yet. I don't like, I've never done that before. And I'm just like, you, it's not all on you. Like your clients are paying you to be the one to figure it out or curate the resources or find the solution, not to already know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the other thing is like, you can I also say my students are always asking me, they're like, should I also do brand design? Should I also do copywriting? And my question coming back to like the marketing strategy thing is like, does it bring you joy? Would you enjoy doing that? And if the answer is yes, fantastic. Go learn that thing and then offer it to your clients. But if it wouldn't bring you joy and you actually hate writing or you actually couldn't think of anything worse than designing a logo, then you can collaborate with other brand designers and copywriters and build a collaboration and a partnership whereby when they get a client which needs a website, you have a client which needs copywriting, then you like work together on that project. I love that. So one of the things you mentioned earlier was your mindset in those early, early days. Mindset has also been like my biggest, I would say opportunity, <laughs> not, not necessarily <laughs> challenge, but my biggest opportunity in growing my business. Mm-hmm. All the time, there's always some new shift or transformation or breakthrough that I that I'm working through. What are some of the most common mindset opportunities you see with your students? Things that you're consistently like mm-hmm. working with them on? Uh, they're pricing, hundred <laughs> percent. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's interesting when you work for yourself all of a sudden. So uh, let me explain something which happened to me, which I think will explain this situation. So I was charging $2,500 for a website. I would do it in two weeks. I would wrap up the project. I would work with one client at a time and just give them a really exceptional experience and project at the end. And so again, that agency, which I had been speaking of, I was talking to one of the guys and he was like, Paige, seriously, your work is incredible. You are so reliable and do such a good job. And the experience with you is fantastic you could charge twice the price and not change, like not add more deliverables, not whatever. Like you could literally just double your price and that would still be worth it. And I was like, you're completely insane. (laughs) But this like seed in the idea had been planted. And so I literally went to my website the next day and I changed it from 2,500 to $5,000. No like increase in the number of pages or anything else I was delivering. And I was again tracking every like week how many inquiries I was getting, how many of those I was booking. And then I realized, like, yeah, okay, there's been no difference in the number of inquiries and the percentage of them that you've been actually like locking down and everything. And so that for me really 
except I just got way easier clients to work with, with better content, better photos. (laughs) That was the difference. And so coming back to this, like I had always worked in jobs where people, the boss would tell you, and now you make this much money or now you get a raise or whatever. And so I like, just didn't know how to give myself a raise. Like I, I kind of needed like outside permission in order to increase my prices. And so that's what that guy basically did for me was like, you should probably do this. And from having done it having a good experience with it, I was like, oh, okay, I can do this again. So then I would increase my price again. But yeah, so coming back to the mindset and students. So it's definitely, I think one thing is it's the confidence aspect. Like that will, that it, what your price is, is pretty much based off your confidence. And yes, also to agree the quality of the websites that you're building. Like that's also definitely a factor. I don't want to ignore that, but I would say 90% of it is probably the confidence problem. And so I think what I find is the students, like when they go through a course, whatever course that is, I find that that's very beneficial because they're like, okay, I know all the things which I need to know now. So that is just like, gives you a huge leg up in increasing your prices. Um, We actually did a survey in my business. We were really curious to kind of get like a overall view of the web design industry. So we surveyed over 700 website designers. And we noticed when people take courses, they charge significantly higher prices than if they don't take courses on the field. And again, I'm, I 100% put that down to, okay, yes, your skills are slightly better and everything. And yes, your process is better. There's a huge number of benefits, but mostly it just gives you the confidence. So I would say whatever way you can build the confidence is important, whether that's taking a course or alternatively, I found when I was having my mindset problems, some really good books. So like You Are a Badass, fantastic book. The Miracle Morning. Um, what were the other ones? Those were the two most major ones, which really helped me get my mindset in the right place when I was like failing and then trying to get back, get back out there and do it again. So yeah, that's what I would say. I could not agree with you more like in terms of pricing being like the big opportunity for people. And like the underlying thoughts that I hear all the time is like, well, it's so easy for me to do this. It's not hard. Therefore, it doesn't take me that much time. So I can't charge that much. And what I try to like the mindset shift I try to instill in people is like your pricing is not about you. Your pricing is about... Is about like the value that the tool that you create can help your clients create. It has nothing to do with how much time it takes you. It's your in, the intellectual property that you use to build this thing is very valuable. All of your ideas, experiences, skills, all the time and money you've invested into courses and trainings and and building your skill is like the culmination of that is you doing that really fast and really well. And Mm -hmm. so that makes it worth more, not worth less. And so it's like, of course, it's fast for you. Of course, it's easy. Of course, it doesn't feel hard. And you get to charge a lot for that. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. So on that same line of thought is at the very beginning, yeah, it probably takes you longer to build the website, but you're probably not going to charge your client more because it took you longer because you didn't know how to do the thing and therefore spent seven hours researching it. Like right. they'll be like, oh, I feel guilty for charging for that because I had to learn the thing or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. So, but then you've spent years learning, the, or, I mean, it doesn't take years, months maybe, learning the yeah. skill and learning how to do things. And then when you could take five seconds to do it later because you know from that past project how to do it, 
Also, so like, again, whether it takes you a really long time at the beginning or really quick, like years in or something, again, the result to your client is the same, regardless of how long you spent. And you're probably not going to charge them. That's what people always say. It's like, oh, no, I would feel guilty to charge for the whatever. It's like, okay, well, then you also should not feel guilty to charge for the fact that you did learn that before. And so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the other challenges beyond pricing that you help your clients with? Definitely, I think the big one, which I have to really work on is, again, not trying to do every marketing strategy and just picking the one which brings you joy. So um, that brings me back to like why I created this quiz, because it was like everyone was having the same problem. And I was like, I felt like I just wanted to like ask some bunch of questions and then it would just like shoot our response. I was like, perfect. I'm going to make a quiz on that. <laughs> um, so it's called which client finding method matches your personality type. Um, you can get it at pvcourses.com forward slash quiz. But I think the thing with that is like, once you're told like, okay, this is the thing which would fit you just again, know that like from those guest experts, which I had in the course, for example, they all had one or two maximum. And these were people in business for a long time one or two marketing strategies that fully booked their calendars, that they were doing really premium price projects. So again, I think letting go of the, I have to be everywhere. I have to be on Instagram. I have to be blogging. I have to be whatever it is. Like you don't have to do that. Actually, you just need to get the like 20 to 30 clients that you need in a year. And that's all you have to do. And if you want to scale your business later, okay, perfect. Then maybe we choose like another scalable marketing strategy for you in the future. But for right now, if you just want to do one-to-one services, like it doesn't require you being everywhere and you are definitely going to do worse at everything if you try to show up everywhere. That's such good advice. So tell me more about Square Secrets business. How often does it open every year? What is the program like? What can people expect to learn when they work with you? Yeah. So Square Secrets business has helped thousands of people to build website businesses our students blow my mind. Like it took me a while to start and run a web design business because I had to learn everything. But these bunch just consistently like blow my mind. People are going on to do like $11,000 projects and $30,000 months. And one girl hired a team of seven within two years after she took the course. So basically it shows you start to finish how to set up and run a web design business. Most of the people who take it build websites on Squarespace. But we've actually had people now who take it and they build WordPress web design businesses or show web design businesses or Shopify web design businesses. So it's more Square Secrets business is about here's how to set up and run a web design business. So going from like setting your packages and your prices and figuring out your process and making sure that your client projects stay on time every time, finding clients, managing the onboarding and offboarding of clients, legal and taxes. We also actually cover that too, which is nice. But yeah, so Square Secrets business opens about twice a year. We just finished up an enrollment. So our next one is going to be probably spring 2023 would be the next one. But yeah, we tend to open it for enrollment twice a year. Where can people go to learn more about it? Yeah, you can go to Paige Brunton, P-A-I-G-E-B-R-U-N-T-O-N.com. And then you can find all the information on the different courses there. I love it. And I see like, you know, I think one of the biggest things that web designers need, but like, don't know they need, (laughs) you know, it's like, they know they need processes and contracts and they know all of these things, but like when they have those things, now they have a set of boundaries that they can operate their business within. Right. Whereas you said you touched on this earlier. It was like, Oh, when I worked at a day job, my boss told me what to do and how to do it. 
And I don't know if you experienced this, but when I started freelance web designing, I had a mindset that my clients were my boss and I was their employee. And I just did anything and everything they asked me to do within whatever time frame they told me it needed to be done. And that's why I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like freedom. This is not worth it. I might as well just have one boss at my day job instead of 10 bosses in my web design business. And when you don't have these processes and systems and everything, of course, that makes your business more efficient and it makes it easier and it makes your client experience more amazing. But it Mm -hmm. also gives you a set of guidelines and boundaries within so that you can like become the boss of your clients instead of the other way around. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that people... It's like one of those things that's like, oh, I didn't even know I needed that, that all of this is now going to create massive amounts of freedom for me that I didn't realize that the reason I didn't have that is because I didn't have these guardrails or these lines in the sand or that I was operating from an employee mindset instead of an entrepreneur mindset when I was running my business and I was letting my clients call the shots and run the show, even if they were paying me well. You know, it's like, it's not worth it to make that much money when you don't have freedom. Totally. And the thing which I find is that like newer web designers are terrified to give their clients deadlines or to tell them they need something from them. Whereas more experienced web designers are like, all right, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. This is when it's due. Like this is the process. You need to meet deadlines. (laughs) And so anytime, anytime, free win for everyone here. If you can't get your client's content on time, it that's 100% a you thing. And it can be changed. So that's yes. great. Um, <laughs> so you need like, if people are like, Oh, I can never start the projects on time. And therefore, they're always going longer and everything because they never get the content. And it's like, okay, well, you tell your client what you need and when you need to buy it. And you give them a genuine deadline. And then you give them reminders of that thing. And then when you give them a reminder, and you're saying, okay, it needs to be done by this date in order for me to start on your project. Otherwise, this project is like, you're not getting your website by when I promised you I'd get it to you by. And that was my thing. I could guarantee people an end date. But I was like, I can guarantee you an end date. That's not normal because most web designers won't do that for you. But like, I'm going to guarantee you an end date, but you have to get me your content by this date. And this is what it means to get me your content. Like, here's a whole guideline on like how to get photos and how to write the copy and everything. And so that's the thing is do know that like you are fully allowed. And if anything, it's going to make you look more professional and more legit because I can tell you the really high-end amazing designers out there, they are doing that for their clients. They're telling them this is when it needs to be to be by. And that will significantly solve your problems of not finishing your projects on time or not knowing when you can book the next one because you don't know when this one's going to finish. Uh, I'm so glad you said all of that. And and it like also ties back to what you said earlier about when you doubled your price, your projects were easier. Like when people make a bigger commitment to the project, they are way more invested in making sure that the project is successful and they are way more willing to follow through on all of their end of the deal. And so if you're struggling with, that consider raising your prices. In our program, we talk about investment-minded clients versus expense-minded clients. And they operate differently in terms of like what they value the most and all the things. Like I started my business back in the day, we were kind of talking about this, like 
I didn't have the budget to do things like, so I had an expense mindset. I would rather spend my time versus my money. I would rather try to get things as cheap as I possibly could. I'd try to reverse engineer what I'd see other people doing instead of just hiring like the person to help me, like all of the things versus now I have an expense mindset. And I'm like, I am willing to pay someone to lead me through this. And I'm willing to like pay a premium for that person to make it as easy on me as possible because I value my time so much. And Mm -hmm. I understand that like when I spend this money with you, it's not actually going away forever. It's going to come back to me tenfold because I'm fully Mm -hmm. committed to the outcome of this project. And so it's just operating on a completely different caliber when you shift that mindset and you shift your prices to match up with that. And those prices call in clients who are ready to work with you at that level versus people who, and nothing wrong with it, they're just not ready to work with you at that level. They don't have Mm -hmm. the clarity or whatever. And I understand like when people are afraid to raise their prices, they're like, I would never spend $5,000 on a website. It's like, okay, yeah. Like at the beginning of my business, I would never have spent that money on anything because I didn't have it. But just know that there are people, there are businesses out there with money who are just looking for like someone to do a fabulous job and to really care for them and their project and to create them a fantastic website. And they're literally looking to spend the money. And when you see people getting 10K projects, like, that means there's people willing to pay for 10K projects. That's what that means. So I know that when people are like, oh, well, I could never spend there. I would never spend it. It's like, okay, yeah, but you're maybe different from actually the client who's going to be hiring you. And that's totally fine. And I feel like I've seen that progression of like, I started a business with genuinely no money. And now our business makes fantastic money. And so we hire things out all the time. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Like, I'm so grateful. And I'm so excited to pay you this money. So there's clients out there who are going to be thrilled to pay you the money. And again, they tend to be a lot easier to work with as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could talk to you forever about this topic. I like totally geek out when I get to talk to people who also coach, <laughs> coach web designers just on all of the things that we went through in the early days of business that were like so dedicated to helping other people not have to go through that pain and just realize their value faster and create Mm. freedom and flexibility on a shorter timeline than maybe what we figured, what we figured out going it alone and not working with, I assume that you did not work with a business coach to help you run your web design business. Yeah, me either. And so definitely, I don't know why, we think we have to figure it out on our own. <laughs> like sometimes I didn't know business coaching was a thing when I started my business. Mm. And so it's so amazing that there are people out there like you who are dedicated to helping web designers really create the life and business of their dreams. So yeah. I just have one more question for you before we wrap up here. And I ask this to everyone that comes on the show. So what is one belief about yourself that you had to change to get where you are today? Ooh, that's such a good question. Let me think of one. One second. Give me a minute. I want to give you a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> as many as you want to share, uh, whatever comes to your mind. So I had to change the belief that I could make great money. 
So when I was younger, I assumed if I was ever going to be wealthy, it was going to be because of my husband. Like I, in no realm of my mindset of possibility, would I make good money? That just didn't like all my examples, just, it was always like, oh, if someone was wealthy, it was because like they were a housewife to some rich man. And yeah, that was a major thing, which it kind of came with time. Like it, the belief changed as I started to realize, oh, okay, no, I can book 5k projects, 10k projects, whatever it is. So yeah, it came over time. But I think that was something which really changed for me is like, I make the significant amount of money in our relationship. And yeah, it it is possible, even though I hadn't seen any examples of that growing up necessarily, like that is a thing which can happen these days. So yeah. I love that. Like, it's so powerful to realize that like our mindset and like how we grew up is like a really important part of, of our business journey. I didn't know that. I thought I could just like power through and try all the things and learn all the things. And I didn't realize that like the, the biggest lever I could pull was just identifying those things that I thought to be true and Mm -hmm. never questioned and then start questioning everything about what I thought to kind of unlock, unlock that next level. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think that's so key for getting to the next level, like is changing the belief. Cause if you don't believe it, like I forget what the, some example, I wish I knew the exact details, but it was like someone had never run a mile in some time frame, And then the first person did it. And it, and it was like, I think it was a four minute mile. I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm used kilometers, but anyways, <laughs> the first person ran this mile in like literally record time. Something that people were like, no, that's physically humanly impossible. Once the first guy did it, then like 20 people did it the next year and they could all do it because suddenly everyone believed because the guy had proven it was possible that it was possible. And so it just goes to show if for years and years and years and years, no one could do it. Then one guy does it and then 20 other people can, it shows you how important your belief is in like, you're not even going to go for it if you don't think it's possible. So finding examples around you and not looking at them as competition, not looking at them as like, "Mm, one more for her, one less for me, but looking at it as like, well, she's just showing me what's possible. So that means I can do it too. Like look at it in that sense. And that really helps. That is the perfect place to wrap up this episode. Can you tell everyone where can they go to connect with you, get all of your amazing content, learn more about your courses, trainings, and all the things? Yeah. So my website is pagebrenton.com. You can find quite literally hundreds of blog posts on there helping you build Squarespace websites and a web design business. So if you want some fabulous free content, head there. And again, if you want that quiz to figure out which client finding method matches your personality type that you should be doing, that is at pbcourses.com forward slash quiz. Awesome. We'll link everything up in the show notes. So go check that out. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shannon. I really appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode. And we've linked up all of the resources we talked about today in the show notes. So you can go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash podcast to get your hands on those. And we'll be back next week with another episode designed to help you up level the business side of your web design business. 
So be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. And if you liked today's episode, we would be so grateful if you would share it with all your web designer friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review so we can get in front of even more web designers and help them transform their businesses and their lives. So simply scroll up on this episode in your podcast player and tap that leave a review link or go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash review and it'll take you to the right spot. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you right here next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.